Hey guys, today we're doing an expose because we're pulling back the curtain on fear. Hey guys, this is Jeremy and this is the Living Unleashed podcast and today we are doing an expose because we are going to expose fear for what it is. And we're going to pull back the curtain on fear and see that it's not this uh, big, ugly monster that it wants us to believe that it is, but it is actually just a uh, kind of a small, sniveling creature that really has no power over us other than the power that we give it. So we're going to jump right in. Today, we're actually going to start with some story time. I want to read to you uh, just here a little bit from the classic book, The Wizard of Oz, by L. Frank Baum. And uh, this scene is after Dorothy has defeated the witch, and they've come back to the great and powerful wizard uh, to get their promises fulfilled. And as you're listening to this, I want you to imagine that the Wizard of Oz is fear personified. And I want you to see how this scene works out. And uh, just listen along here with me. A little story time, since we have some extra time here during this shelter-in-place order. Uh, Allow me to read to you here from The Wizard of Oz. Presently, they heard a solemn voice that seemed to come from somewhere near the top of the Great Dome. And it said, I am Oz, the great and terrible. Why do you seek me? They looked again in every part of the room, and then, seeing no one, Dorothy asked, Where are you? I am everywhere, answered the voice. But to the eyes of common mortals I am invisible. I will now seat myself upon my throne that you may converse with me. Indeed, the voice seemed just then to come straight from the throne itself, so they walked toward it and stood in a row, while Dorothy said, We have come to claim our promise, O Oz. What promised? asked Oz. You promised to send me back to Kansas when the wicked witch was destroyed, said the girl. And you promised to give me brains, said the scarecrow. And you promised to give me a heart, said the tin man. And you promised to give me courage, said the cowardly lion. Is the wicked witch really destroyed, asked the voice, and Dorothy thought it trembled a little. Yes, she answered, I melted her with a bucket of water. Dear me, said the voice, how sudden. Well, come to me tomorrow, for I must have time to think it over. You've had plenty of time already, said the tin woodman angrily. We shan't wait a day longer, said the scarecrow. You must keep your promises to us, exclaimed Dorothy. The lion thought it might be as well to frighten the wizard, so he gave a large, loud roar, which was so fierce and dreadful that Toto jumped away from him in alarm and tipped over the screen that stood in a corner. As it fell with a crash, they looked that way, and the next moment all of them were filled with wonder. For they saw standing in just the spot the screed had hidden, a little old man with a bald head and a wrinkled face, who seemed to be as much surprised as they were. The tin woodman raised his axe, rushed toward the little man, and cried out, Who are you? 
I am Oz the Great and Terrible, said the little man in a trembling voice. But don't strike me, please don't, and I'll do anything you want me to. Our friends looked at him in surprise and dismay. I thought Oz was a great head, said Dorothy, and I thought Oz was a lovely lady, said the Scarecrow. And I thought Oz was a terrible beast, said the Tin Woodman. And I thought Oz was a ball of fire, exclaimed the lion. No, you are all wrong, said the little man meekly. I have been making believe. Making believe, said Dorothy. Are you not a great wizard? Hush, my dear, he said. Don't speak so loud, or you will be overheard, and I should be ruined. I'm supposed to be a great wizard. And aren't you, she asked. Not a bit of it, my dear. I'm just a common man. Now, I just want you to think about that for a minute. Uh, I want you to think about fear being that wizard. There's this, there's this exterior um, um, image that's put out that fear is this great, terrible monster that threatens to overtake us. But when really it's just this little wrinkled, bald-headed old man, this, this kind of this sniveling creature that really has no power over us at all. Uh, it's not to be something that overwhelms us or overshadows us. And, and here we are in the midst of this time where there appears on the outside to be a lot to be fearful of, uh, but we need not be. And the reason is, is because God is still in control. Our God, who is the God of good times, is also the God of bad times. He's the God that um, can bring good even out of what seems to be the most difficult and uh, might appear to be hopeless situations. And so he is there, and so we can have confidence in him and in what, uh, what he does for us. In his second letter to Timothy, Paul writes, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. You see, through the Holy Spirit, we have a spirit of power, not a spirit of fear. We have a spirit of love and not a spirit of timidity. And we have a spirit of self-discipline so that we need not be controlled by fear. And, and you know, when fear rushes in, tries to control us, uh, we know that fear does not come from God. Um, as a matter of fact, just as Paul writes here in, uh, in, in 2 Timothy that it's not a spirit of fear that we have, but a, fear, uh, a spirit of love and power, um, John writes in his first letter, 1 John 4, 16 through 18, this, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. You see, as we experience Christ's love and if we, as we share Christ's love with others, fear is destroyed. It's cast out. And so as we live here in this time where there seems to be a lot of uncertainty 
And there's all sorts of things that on the outside seems uh, that we have all logical reason to be fearful of. Fearful for financial reasons, perhaps, for lack of income or um, 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 where to get get food or how to pay the rent. Uh, maybe it's fear for our health, fear of getting this virus and what it might do to us, especially if we fall uh, into the category of some of the, the most susceptible to uh, some of the uh, worst case scenarios with this virus. Perhaps it's fear for loved ones. Maybe you have a, an elderly loved one, a grandparent or a parent who um, falls in that category of being those who are most susceptible to this virus. Uh, maybe it's fear because you do know someone who has it and, and you've watched them get sick and, and that's been difficult. Whatever that fear is that you are experiencing, here's the thing to know. Love casts out fear. Um, and that in the midst of this, if we, if we take the time to not only recognize and receive the love that God has for us, but also to focus our attention on just loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then turning that love to others. How can we be a blessing to others? How can we be an encouragement? How can we inspire them? Uh, by doing these things, love casts out fear. We will become more focused on love, the love God for has for us, the love we have for him, and the love we have for others because his love is alive and well in us. And when we do that, we do start to see fear for what it really is, um, that it is just something that looks to derail our lives. There's this little sniveling creature that wants to completely derail our lives, derail, uh, derail our lives of faith, derail our relationship with God. And, and you know, when, when fear really builds up in us, it can even derail our relationships with others. And so we don't want to let that happen. And so in this podcast, I just want to do just what happened to the wizard in The Wizard of Oz. I want to rip that curtain back, and I want you to see fear for what it really is, that it isn't this image. It's it's just making believe when it tries to make you think that it is something bigger than what it really is, much like the great and terrible Wizard of Oz. Uh, I want to leave you with these words. Uh, as I was um, praying about what to talk about on the podcast today, it was this song that I stumbled across again. It's a song I love, but uh, and I love the lyrics in normal times, uh, but the lyrics take on a special new meaning in the time we're in. And here's the chorus that comes from the song Fear is a Liar uh, by Zach Williams. And it says this, Fear, he is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest, steal your happiness, cast your fear in the fire. Cause fear, he is a liar. And just like the Wizard of Oz was uh, found out to be a liar, uh, that he really wasn't a great and terrible wizard, but he was just a little old, bald headed, wrinkled man. Fear is really not this great and powerful monster that can overwhelm you and overtake you, but it's just this sniveling little creature uh, that tries to act bigger than it is, and we don't need to let it overtake us. Allow, let us focus on how much God loves us. Let us focus on just loving God with our whole, whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then turning that love that we experience in that relationship with God towards others, that we might love our neighbors as ourselves. And, and in so doing, as we are perfected in love, we'll find that it casts out all fear. 
Um, because uh, when we are perfected in God, God's love, fear has no place in our lives. And so, hey, I hope you see that fear has been exposed. Pull that curtain back, rid it from your life, and trust in, and put your faith in our Lord and our God and His great love for you. Hey, as you continue to travel through today, I pray that you will keep on living Unleashed. <laughs>